Here comes a trap, O'Brien with the tip! The ball's on the floor! O'Brien, down the lane, the layup! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness, O'Brien! Did he get fouled? The hoop and the arm, baby! Whoa! My goodness, it's electric here in the Voss Fieldhouse! Holy smokes! Joining me on the line now, my friend Kevin Bauman, a.k.a. K-Bow, a.k.a. Bow2KevBot. Kevin's all the way in Arizona right now. I need his take on Elite 8 basketball. Give a little Sweet 16 roundup. My first question, though, Kev, is there any fresh word out in Arizona on Sean Miller and the Wildcats and DeAndre Ayton? What's the latest take from the Arizona Citizens? Um, for me, I would say that, uh, when I talk to people, they typically agree with me that it's time for Sean Miller to go to a front office. Um, I don't know what's going to happen there, but, uh, just, he's better at finding talent than coaching it. <laughs> um, uh, DeAndre, and it's good that he's going to the draft. Uh, he's a freak and yeah, that's, that's most people's takes, uh, I don't think too many people are that upset that that college athletes are getting paid, though. (laughs) No, it's so widespread. Uh, I'm sure everyone's understanding that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's good stuff. Uh, But definitely, I think the tides are turning. Um, Being in Phoenix, there's a lot more ASU fans. Right. So uh, they're they're definitely excited because most of the the people decommitted because of this whole thing and. So ASU with Bob Hurley, he's been doing well with recruiting, coaching. Um, he struggled in the second half of the season, but a lot of people are excited about that ASU team these next few years. And I think they could be consistently be anywhere from like a, a three to a nine seed uh, in, the, in the next five, five years. Okay. I like that optimism. Yeah. Let's get into the Sweet 16 here. We had eight games. I know Thursday night you didn't get to watch a ton, but I know you, Kevin. I know you do the recap stuff. You read a lot on Twitter. You check box scores. So game one, we'll go through it. I, I told you in the lead-up text to this and the prep, give me one thing you like or one thing you liked, one thing you didn't like from each game. I might be able to help you a little bit with these Thursday games because I was locked in. And we're going to start with Loyola Chicago, 69-68 victory over the Nevada Wolfpack on Thursday. Rambler on, Bow. You know I had him in my Elite Eight. I was just juiced for this game. They squeak another one out. They're up four at halftime. They get outscored by three in the second half, but get that 69-68 win. And oh my goodness, Bow, the Ramblers are on to the Elite Eight. It's for real. They play tonight, but the Sweet 16 matchup, what did you like? What maybe did you not like about this? If you need my help, just call on me. But Loyola over Nevada, go. Absolutely. So um, I'll start off with what I didn't like. And there's really only one thing I don't like about this, is this was a 7 versus 11 seed. Um, In the Sweet 16, like, come on, 2 and 3 seeds, like, Seriously, but uh, I I I loved the closeness. It was still really competitive um, basketball wise. I feel like it was still a good game. And my favorite part is Loyola ramble on. Absolutely, I'm. Uh, this is the one team left that's a high seed uh, that I that I feel like the nation should be behind that they can be behind this is like a wichita state providence team that it's fun to be behind them uh nevada was a seven so i guess it it wasn't like a huge deal that as huge a deal that they were there uh their coach is crazy and that's fun but 
Uh, definitely love Loyola. And I love that uh, whether it's a, a game winner in the final seconds or just a dagger that just eliminates all hope in those final six seconds. That is amazing. They had the two two game winners in the first two games, and then they had that three with six seconds left to go in this game. That just it just tears the other team apart. They thought they had hope, but there was none. And I love that about Loyola. They they are grinders and they keep it close, but they they just they torture you with that. They really do. They torture you with their chemistry. That's the one thing I liked from this game. Loyola's chemistry, even the first two games of this tournament, unbelievable. They just pass and pass, get a great shot instead of a good shot. Bow, they shot 55, 56%, 55.8% to be exact against Nevada on 29 of 52 shooting. Only shot 13 threes, but made five of them. I watched this team, and I just say... The ball movement, the IQ on the court, even the coaching is what's getting them by. Like we said, they're squeaking by, but this is just a fun team-centered squad to get around. That's the thing I like about Loyola. One thing I like. One thing I didn't like about is these Martin twins from Nevada. Like I said, I had Loyola in my Elite Eight. These Martin twins are just, they're on the floor pretty much all 40 minutes of each game. And they just don't go away. And they were getting at me. They were getting under my skin while I was watching this. I said, <laughs> I was watching with Casey. I said, Casey, I'm sick of the Martin Twins. I just want them out of this tournament. They combined for 37 points. Um, 5 of 11 from 3 for Caleb Martin. And I'll say it, I'm glad they're out of the tournament. That's kind of biased because I'm a Loyola fan right now. And I needed them to win this game. But one thing I didn't like was just the ruthlessness of these Martin twins and they're out of the tournament. Finally. Finally, yeah. I, I'm behind that too. Uh, I, I was hoping that they were going to lose against Texas. <laughs> but they they found a way to win there. They just, they never give up. And um, they eliminated two teams that I thought were better than them. Right. Uh, which which sucks, but uh, where Loyola, uh, I mean, they got lucky, especially against Miami, but with those two missed free throws. But um, it's they they remind me of a uh, Providence a little bit, where the coach says, "If you get me to to four minutes, we can win the game." And I feel like Loyola is like, "If you can get me to ten seconds, we'll win the game." Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a game plan i guess you can live and die by that game plan yeah just get me get me a close game with 10 seconds left and and we'll win it and like just like you said against tennessee that the uh last play that they did um with the high pick uh that was that was a really good play that they that they uh drew up there and they executed it well and got the lucky bounce yep nevada Shoots 13 of 14 from the free throw line, but they only go 7 of 27 from 3 in this game. Loyola 69, Nevada 68. Moving on, we also had Michigan just derail Texas A&M 99-72 from the get-go. Wow, this isn't close. It was one of those games I've seen them in the tournaments where a team gets really hot at the start. You see they start like 8 of 9 from the field, and you just know that they're going to cool off. The opponent's going to come back into it, and it's going to be a tight game from there. But Michigan just did not take the foot off the gas. Seemed like they swished every three. Wasn't even hitting rim. Michigan with a dominating win. One shy of the century mark in this one. 99 points. One thing you liked, maybe one thing you didn't like from this game, Bow. Go ahead. So... It, it's kind of like I like it, but I don't. We literally had a game one point shy of a hundred for a team in the Sweet Sixteen gym. That's ridiculous. That should never happen. These teams need to be like competitive. If it was UNC versus Michigan, this wouldn't have happened. Like I, it just I like it because it means. Because Michigan is the the cure right now. Um, 
this day overall, uh, Thursday, I think was was a bad day <laughs> because Kansas State and Florida State won. But Michigan is is the team for the tournament to save it. Um, and so I really like that they won. I like that they finally got their act together after the first two games where they struggled. Because, in my opinion, uh, we need them to make the finals. And just just for a good final game, I don't think Florida State or Kansas State or Loyola are really going to give a Kansas, Duke, or Villanova much trouble. Um, so I think Michigan would make it the most fun. And I, I like, like I've been saying for this tournament, like, Yes, upsets are great. Hope is great to to say, you know, I might not be the best team, but we're overdosing and we're in the hospital still <laughs> because these teams are winning and we 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 had this high and we might be trying to sneak it back to get back there, but it's creating these piss poor matchups and I don't like that I do like some of the upsets like the UMBC is is super fun that I got to witness it I like the Loyola one but come on Kansas State come on Florida State like at least Florida State's athletic but uh like you gotta be kidding me so I like this Michigan win uh Texas A&M I was a little bit disappointed because um, this one, Michigan versus Texas A&M, is one of those with uh, the potential for NBA talent. And the NBA talent on Texas A&M side uh, just didn't didn't show up as much. Um, but right. uh, Mo, Mo, Mo Wagner, he finally came through. And, uh, and they had two 20-point uh, performances and three uh, 10, 10 to 20-point performances from U of M. So... Yeah, I I like I like that. I like that Michigan showed that uh, it's it's the it's theirs to get to the finals now with that side of the bracket. Yeah, eight different guys hit threes for Michigan. They went fourteen of twenty four from deep, sixty two percent from the field, ninety nine points as we've said. Tyler Davis, six ten big from Texas A and M, had a really solid game. 24 points in 29 minutes on 11 of 17 shooting. Give him eight boards with that too. And Texas A&M finishes 22 and 13. I mean, the 13 loss team there in the Sweet 16 who really took it to UNC in round two. But Michigan, we said it. We texted about it. I talked to Case, Bash, and, and Monkey about it, that it was just, it was ready. It was in the in the makings for Michigan to have this type this type of game, and they did it in the Sweet 16. We'll see how they fare tonight against Florida State, but I'll say it, Michigan was due, and I think a lot of people would say it, Michigan was due for this. Yep. Let's go to the third game of the night, Thursday night, that is. A game that really made me mad, Bow. You knew it. I was texting you again. Kansas State. <laughs> squeaks one out over Kentucky, even though it felt like Kansas State was in control the whole game with how UK approached this one. Kansas State wins 61-58 on just, I feel like it was a historically bad performance by UK. What did you, I know what you didn't like about this game, Kansas State won, but can you give me a good takeaway from this? Um, well, I guess it's that... Um... I mean, outside of uh, UK haters and uh, Kansas State alumni, uh, the, this game was uh, a game where no one cares about Kansas State. And it doesn't matter that no one cares about Kansas State because um, it's still a bunch of kids who just want to win a basketball game. And you know, it gives you hope. It's like, it doesn't matter how many people are on your side. Uh, we're just going to give it our all. And uh, if the game allows us to win, we're going to win. And uh, we're going to take advantage of the opportunity. 
So, I mean, the hope story, the resilience story. Um, I, I didn't want Kansas State to beat Creighton. That was a big enough disappointment. And then they could barely beat UMBC. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kentucky beats a, a Davidson team. That's really good. That's, that's actually really good. And then Buffalo, who was decent, and blows them out. And then you think, well, Kansas State's probably more like Buffalo than they are like Davidson. Mm-hmm. I got this. Um, and just they suck. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Kentucky. Like the, like the one time I actually want like a Calipari team to win. Um, Coach Cal just uh, his his colors of in, in my opinion of not being the best X's and O coach um, come through and he he's good at managing personalities and uh, these these really good NBA uh, talents but he I, I I just don't know why why you have so much NBA talent. If you disappoint in the tournament most of the time. Um, An ongoing question, indeed. One thing I really didn't like about P.J. Washington, I know he put up 18 points and 15 boards. He played all 40 minutes, but he went 8 of 20 from the free throw line. It was killing me, Kev. 8 of 20 from the line. He came in as just over 60%, but still... Sweet 16, you're getting fed in the post, they're following you. Mind you, there were 51 fouls in this game. It was just ugly basketball pretty much the entire way through. But P.J. Washington, come on, man, hit the gym. Let's get some free throws up. 1,000 a day. If you go 8 of 20 in a big game, a three-point loss, you got to reflect on that and make some changes. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's uh, But that's another Coach Kell problem. I've <laughs> every team he's had since like forever like that memphis 2008 team that should have should have beat kansas and they couldn't because uh dorsey and um and Rowe and Derek rose just sucked from the free throw line they were both like 60 percent free throw shooters and yeah you just think to yourself uh yeah that's that's a coach cal thing he's he and the other thing is like the defense still could have been better. and But no one stepped up offensively. Like, they weren't that good from the field um, overall. Uh, they needed, like, a way in uh, – what's his name? Way in Gabriel or whatever. Right. Uh, he was, like, on fire during the SEC tournament. Yep. And they just needed him to, like, go off for, like – and be, like, a like a 30-something percent three-point shooter for that game potentially and they would have won i thought he would have been a big x factor throughout this tournament just because he's he's long and he could probably play two through five for most um college teams and he could spread the court if they need to do something like that but he's also good at guarding most positions yeah but he 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 gave you 27 minutes just one of five from the field, but was in foul trouble pretty much from the tip. He had four personal fouls. Yeah, the foul, the fouling too in this game. The refing, I, um, I didn't get to watch it, but I, I did hear uh, it was questionable, which is unfortunate to uh, have that as a factor. But um, in the end of the day, it doesn't matter how bad the refing is. Kentucky is miles ahead of Kansas State and they couldn't get it done. I guess one thing I did like, I'll give it up to Xavier Sneed on the KSU side, 6'5 sophomore from St. Louis, Missouri, 30 minutes. Bow, he hit five threes, five of eight, went for 22, didn't hit the rim on a three. And he came in, in the first two rounds, he averaged eight and a half points per game. So that was an explosion. Bruce Weber and the coaching staff loved to see from Xavier Sneed to help the Wildcats on the KSU side win 61-58. Final game of Thursday, the one that ended the latest, was Florida State's 75-60 win over Gonzaga without Tilly. 
that hurt for the Zags. Big man who had to sit this one out. I think that became evident early. I just love what I saw from the Seminoles. I think uh, they will pose a threat to Michigan tonight with that length, with that athleticism. They just outran Gonzaga a lot of this game up and down the court. Bow, I know you don't like the 9 over the 4, but what did you like about this seminal performance? Yeah, so um, I I do... I'll admit I do like Florida State. I'm disappointed that um, their team last year couldn't do this <laughs> because that team was even better than this one um, with uh, Jonathan Isaac and uh, Dwayne Bacon and all them. But um, it's it's nice to see Leonard Hamilton succeed. And I guess for Kansas State, it's good for Bruce Weber, especially all the crap he got um, from his last job. Right. He was Illinois, right? Yeah, um, where he struggled. But um, it's it's nice to see Leonard Hamilton um, in his system because he's always been this way. Um, athletic guys. Uh, it's not that Florida State was never there. Like they they've had gr- good moments this season. Sure. Uh, so that's all right. And Gonzaga wasn't really battle tested. Uh, still really good. But um, they they didn't they didn't really compete against a lot of the top talent, and part of that is because of the conference they're in. Um, but I did like the Zags guards, the uh, gritty. Um, I like Mark Few. Uh, it's too bad that he couldn't get to a another elite eight. Um, but yeah, good for Leonard Hamilton. I I I'm happy for you, but. Um, Please lose uh, the Elite Eight. Just please lose. If if we're guaranteed a, a nine to an eleven seed in the finals, uh, <laughs> that'll be sad. Uh, I do. But, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm ha- yeah, but I'm happy for him. I do love the athleticism. Um, their defense is good because they are so athletic. Uh, I'll be interested to see if their offense can keep up with one as high powered as Michigan. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah. Florida state had a quick flurry at the end of the first half and that one to go up nine at the half. And I think that just totally centered the momentum on the Seminoles going into the second half. And I, I do think the Zags maybe relied a little too much on the freshman talent of Zach Norvell jr. He ended up playing all but two minutes of this game, shot four of 16, had a huge game against Ohio state in round two. Um, ended up with 14 in this one. I just I would have liked to see more from Perkins on Gonzaga's side. I've seen him go off a few times this season. He ended up with just nine. Averages right around 13 for the season. He played 37 minutes, just nine shots, hit three of them, and like I said, nine points. Gonzaga, another 30-win season, but they fall short of the Elite Eight, end up 32-5. and five. Seminoles 75, Gonzaga 60. It's a good thing if your teeth look good, but it's a better thing if your teeth feel good. You like to get a massage. Your wife likes to get a massage. Your teeth also like to get a massage. Do it with Sonicare and make your teeth feel good. Let's go to last night's game quick here, or games quickly here, Bow. That was... Friday night, the 23rd. Boy, oh boy. Good night of basketball. I'll, my, I'll... my favorite night of the tournament, Jim. Yes. My favorite. Yeah, some fun matchups, close games. Let's just go with Kansas-Clemson to start this one off. The one seed versus the five seed. Kansas, 80. Clemson, 76. Got super close and nerve-wracking if you're Rock Chalk Jayhawk toward the latter end of that game last night. They squeak out a four-point win. We're up 20-plus. One thing you liked, one thing you didn't like from this one, Bo? Um, I, I I liked most of it. Um, the foul trouble um, can be a pain at times just because uh, Graham and um, who's, the, who's the big man for Kansas? Azubuki. 
Yeah, yeah, him. He uh, they they were in a lot of foul trouble, and they're they're um, two of the top three talents on that team, and uh, so that was disappointing because just like with the Zags, like Tilly being out, like it it's not as much fun when you can't watch like the best talent the whole time. Um, but I liked DeVoe a lot for Clemson. Yeah. Uh, that kid is just a scorer. Um, and that was really cool to watch him go off. And he, uh, and he's just, uh, he's got an attitude to him where like, sometimes I don't like it, but sometimes I do. And last night I liked it because he, he was down by however much and he was just like trash talking. (laughs) And, um, I liked that. Uh, and yeah, that was, that was a good time to trash talk because Kansas was doing everything they could to blow that game. And, uh, they still, they still pulled it off. Um, and they, and they, uh, won. And that makes me, that makes me so happy <laughs> that, uh, one seed, uh, who's, who's talented. I know that it's probably not the best Kansas team, but they're still good. I know that they play four guards um, in a weird system, which sometimes makes me nervous. But uh, I, I liked, I really liked that Kansas won. I love Devontae Graham. Uh, I wish he would have played all 40 minutes like he usually does. Yeah. But, um, but that was that was a fun game. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I liked the the grit of Clemson because I, I'll be honest. I feel like they were a popular pick in the first round to lose to New Mexico State, and um, and that injury that they had earlier in the season uh, to one of their key players uh, made everyone think that Clemson wasn't going to do much this tournament. And right. I like that they were they were like a fun and talented team that um, that made it far, and that and that's that's cool. I like that. Sure. I'm going to give DeVoe a shout-out of my mine own, too. He, this guy, this 6'3 guard, I mean, this tournament, he went 22 against New Mexico State on 10 of 15 shooting, 22 in the blowout of Auburn in round two on 8 of 13 shooting, and then just put up 31 on Kansas in 40 minutes on 10 of 17 shooting. Bow. He ends the tournament, if my math is correct, Three games, 28 of 45, with 75 points in three games. Just an incredible performance from DeVoe. That'll get him some looks for sure. Yeah, that's what I liked about this game, his willingness to bring this team back. And like you said, the trash talk and the confidence, he was uh, an incredible tournament run for DeVoe indeed. Yeah, him and Marvin Bagley in a... League of their own with uh, three to- to- at least twenty point games. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, Going that's crazy to think that uh, Devoe and Marvin Bagley are in the same sentence. But, Honestly, uh, that's that real. kid is showing everyone the business, so oh. he deserves it. Speaking of showing people the business, actually, I shouldn't be that confident with this because it was a close game until the end. Villanova ninety points on West Virginia. 90 to 78, Nova moving on to the Elite Eight. They are my champion. And I'll admit, West Virginia just doesn't back down. And they press and they move the ball up and down the court. They like to run, as we all know. And they made this game quite entertaining. Jay Wright, after the game, said, I hope that game was as good for you guys watching it from home and from the sideline as it was from my vantage point because. He was just praising the physicality of this game and how it was the most physical game they'd played all season. Credit to Bob Huggins and the crew at West Virginia. 90-78, Nova does get the victory. One thing you liked, one thing you didn't like, Bo. Um, Yeah, so I, I liked most of this game. Uh, the one thing um, I didn't like was... Uh, uh, co- What's the center for West Virginia? Kanate? Kanate, yeah, yeah. Kanate, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love his game. He is an unbelievable rim protector. His his swat. Cool. But um, 
And he did have the one where he got dunked on so hard by, I think it was Pascal. And then he came back and then he did like a, a ferocious dunk on the other end off of an offensive, um, offensive rebound. And yep. then uh, Spellman had been going at each other for most of the night. But, uh, and I don't know what it is, but like Spellman, he looked like a whiner, but like, I thought like he was being more defensive than aggressive, but Kanote, he, uh, he, he was just a little bit too emotional for me. I think he <laughs> to rein it in a little bit, uh, not get that technical to get into more foul trouble. Uh, he could have just thrown that down and like been really pumped and not like tried to like make a conversation out of, out of it with anyone. Um, that was probably the one moment where I was like, oh, man, double technical. Uh, he could have probably avoided that if he would have just been pumped for himself and not tried to, like, talk back to any player on the court. Right. Uh, and I did like the West Virginia. Um, they just get into your body. But I uh, I like I like the when they do no calls on it. Like when Jalen Brunson was at half court and stepped on uh, uh, not Javon Carter but the other guard's foot and <laughs> tripped him and then made the three no call because uh, he was in his business. Um, so I liked the chippiness of it. I liked um, the grit, the grind, uh, the just the the double technical play um, and the emotion there. Um, that was that was probably the one low light for the the game for me. Hey, it's Jim City. You probably heard Kev's voice change there during his answer. We got it fixed in a jiffy. Sorry about that. We're back into it. Yeah, one thing I liked about with Villanova is Jalen Brunson. It's not a it's not a hot take. He's not an X Factor. He's there every game. But Brunson's case for National Player of the Year. I know all these tournament games don't factor into that, but Brunson is just putting on a show. He had 27 last night, efficient from the field. The leadership, I just, I love what I'm seeing from Brunson. He's a big reason why I and millions others picked Villanova to win this thing. Um, one thing I didn't like that I wish happened was Mikhail Bridges' dunk attempt. Did you see this? Yes, the the double-handed block from uh, Kanote oh, or whatever. Yeah. I wanted that so bad. That would have been incredible. I was already up out of my seat, but the block, the two-hand spike block was just, on his end, it was incredible. It was just a fun meeting in the air between those two high flyers. At first, I thought it was a foul, but that double, uh, when they showed the close-up, I was like, dang it. (laughs) (sighs) All right, let's move on to... Duke and Syracuse, so my goodness, 69-65, Duke beats Syracuse by four, it was zone versus zone defense, Duke, it looked like at one point they might win this by 15, but then Syracuse, the 11 seed, a Bayheim 11 seed, comes clawing back again, Duke does win it in the end, Bow, what'd you like, what, what did you not like about this one? Um... I, I don't like that Syracuse was here, <laughs> but it did it it was an entertaining game. Um, I would I would have rather had it been a close Michigan State Duke game than a close Syracuse Duke game. But um, at least Jim Beheim is a is a good coach. Um, it's just that that two three zone slow and slow offense is um, is Virginia esque and it can uh, it can be boring at times. But um the positive is is that he just has five guys who are um freaks of nature when it comes to their uh body analytics and their wingspans and their height. Um and Duke too with all the NBA talent. Uh, I felt like this this game had out of the out of all the elite eight, the most NBA talent in it, and obviously Duke can, can say they have five people who go into the NBA. But I think Syracuse um, has showed people this tournament um, that they have NBA talent too. Uh, I, I'd say almost at every position, 
of their starting five, um, there's at least hope. Um, and the percent I liked, I, 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 he grew on me and I started to like him. Um, and really liked Dolajai. We talked about that a little bit. Yes. Uh, so um, I think that guy could be um, just a, since he's long and he's tall, he could just be one of those like Dunleavy's, Pages Stoyakovich's in the next level. Yep. Um, and and then Duke. Um, I'm just happy they won. <laughs> uh, I know most people hate Duke. Um, I'm not a, I'm not as big of a Duke hater. Uh, Grayson Allen has been up and down for me, but um, watching his highlights, I remember when he was coming out of high school, I thought like, you know, that guy's going to be the sneaky, really good guy for Duke um, from that Jaleel Okafor, Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow class. Yep. Uh, but, uh, and, I mean, he's still around and he's still good. Um, he's a pain sometimes with his tripping and his, whether it's with his butt or his foot. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, happy that they won Marvin Bagley, uh, the, all those alley-oop dunks that you wish Miles Bridges did um, in the previous game. Yep. Uh, those were fun. And what else? Oh, Gary Trent. Uh, we talked about him, too. Yeah, he played 40 minutes. He scored 14, 5 of 13 shooting. But you were saying something about his draft stock. Tell the listeners what you were telling me in the text last night. Yeah, so I said he's going to be a steal in the draft. Um, he's on a team right now where you can kind of think of it like the Kentucky that was the 2015 or 14 team with the, uh, the platoon system. Um, and that was like Devin Booker okay. and uh, Carl Anthony Townsend. Yeah. Yeah. All them. And uh, you just think you remember, you remember like Devin Booker, his draft stock went down being on that team. Uh, but he was a really good scorer. Like he could score anywhere pure stroke right uh good driving to the basket and you watch gary trent last night and pure stroke he hit multiple floaters uh he looks so good he has the size and he's just in a system where they typically play through wendell carter and marvin bagley and you think to yourself you know what if he's just being underutilized and he really is truly more of a Devin Booker type. And you even said uh, Gary Harris. And I liked that, too, because I think, um, I mean, obviously Devin Booker can still improve. And I really like Devin Booker. But uh, defensively, he hasn't shown, I think, his potential. Um, where Gary Trent, I think, has a little bit more, um, is a little bit more polished defensively right. at this point. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I like that because he's probably going to go right about the same time Devin Booker did in this draft where it's going to be the middle teens. And he might even end up on Phoenix because they have like two two picks in the middle teens, I think. <laughs> Which would be funny that I compare him to Devin and then if they played together, that would be crazy. K-Bow says it here. Keep an eye on Gary Trent Jr. and his draft stock. Marvin Bagley the third, 22 points in each tournament game. Pretty incredible cons- consistency there. And uh, Grayson Allen, he, he put up 15 shots last night, the most by a Blue Devil, and 14 of those attempts were threes bow, but you kind of <laughs> come to expect that against a, a zone like Syracuse. Is, like we saw Michigan State do, a lot of threes were launched. and I mean, Grayson was doing a good job, Grayson Allen, of controlling that tempo on offense you know you said it slowed down it's a 69 65 game but he had eight assists too he was fine in Bagley on alley-oops he was fine in Carter in the middle he was swinging it around well and it just happened you know you get the ball moving and he had a lot of good looks a lot of those 14 looks from three were good and he ends with 15 points and eight assists on a pretty bad shooting night yeah it was it was a bad shooting night um 
but definitely his highlight was the, the alley-oop to Marvin Bagley in double coverage to just boom yeah. on, on everyone. And that was, uh, that was exciting. That was a get-out-of-your-seat type of a play. So, um, yeah, he, had, he shot poorly, but luckily for him, it was against the zone, and he has, like, two people who are, like, about seven feet down low. Um, yeah, whether that, it's that Bolden, Carter, or Bagley to get the rebounds, which you know is always a struggle in those zones. Man. And Duke kind of showed a 4-1 zone at times. It was kind of odd. It was Even the commentators said it at one point, like, Duke's going with a 4-1 zone. This is kind of wacky. But, hey, they did what needed to be done, kind of collapsed on the perimeter and end up with a four-point win, even though... I know at one point the line was 11.5 in favor of Duke, but never know with the pace Syracuse plays um, how much is going to be scored, and even like a three, four-point win is is a good good thing. And it's a win. A win's a win. So let's get to the yeah the final game. I didn't watch a ton of this, I'll be honest about. Texas Tech takes care of Purdue. Obviously, Purdue without the big man Isaac Haas. Texas Tech, 78-65, going to the first Elite Eight in school history. What did you see out of this one? Um, I didn't see as much of it either because it was going on during the Duke-Syracuse game, and that game um, was uh, a little bit more entertaining. Uh, Favorite part, probably uh, Vince Edwards, right? That's his name? Well, Carson Edwards Uh, had a huge game. Yeah, but Vince Edwards, after the game, he went into Texas Tech's locker room and um, and congratulated them. Oh, that's uh, cool. I didn't see that. That's classy. Uh, yeah, I saw uh, I saw a picture on Twitter about that. And um, even though I think Matt Painter is a little bit boring, <laughs> uh, he, I, that's that's good to uh, see the type of character that he, uh, he brings out to, to his program. And, and I liked that. Uh, uh, this is similar to, I guess the thing I didn't like, uh, is that Isaac Haas couldn't play. He's a big part of their identity. Yep. Uh, just like Tilly for the Zags. Um, it's just sad when you can't see, um, a team who's really good be at their best. Uh, I know that the uh, that Purdue is good from three, but um, but it's hard to win these games when it's just one game. Like in an in an NBA game, like when uh, Golden State started to do it, even if they had one bad night from shooting, uh, they could have four good nights in a in a seven game series, and they can win through that. But uh, yeah. it's hard to get through all these rounds with without your big man and you have to rely on that, especially against a good defense like Texas tech. But, uh, yeah, I feel like the good thing about Purdue and Texas tech is even though they're not flashy and, um, they're, they're probably not the best teams. They're still really, really good. And, uh, and it's good to see guys who just work really hard uh, play defense well, and I uh, can grit and grind to a victory. Yeah. Um, Made free throws go a long way. We know this, Bow, and and the Red Raiders went 17 of 18 from the line last night. That that can bring a lot of victories over over the course of a season. And I mean, they get by five of 17 shooting from deep because they. They go 23, they made 23 two-pointers last night, Texas Tech, and they missed 19. So they were 23 of 42 from two, 5 of 17 from three. But man, that's 17 of 18 from the line. That'll get it done. Purdue was 6 of 6 from the line, 12 less attempts, but still a good game from the line if you're all about free throw shooting. You got you got 23 of 24 combined from the line. And... I'll just say one thing I like before we get to your rapid-fire Elite Eight predictions. Carson Edwards, sophomore, Purdue. Man, I mean, Badge and Monk have been high on this guy since we've been potting. And the sophomore, 32 minutes, 
he averaged 18 and a half points a game this season, but 32 minutes, he put up 30 last night. Super commendable effort. 11 of 20 from the field. I'm looking at the box now. He hit four threes, all four of his free throws. Any draft buzz about this guy that you know of, or are we going to see him in a Boilermakers uniform again next year? Um, I bet I bet he'll come back. Uh, it's just that this draft is so deep. I yeah. I would wait. I, w- I would wait, especially if you've already gone through your sophomore year, um, to to go another year. It'll be fun for us because it'll be a leader that Purdue needs. Um, for next year and it would be nice to see them be more consistent and uh not have like that aj hammonds um was that the first round loss when they lost to ionia (laughs) and not have moments like yeah have moments like that um and just have them be a little bit more consistent but yeah this guy i mean i think purdue is good at like getting at least one maybe two guys of nba talent every once in a while i mean the AJ Hammonds didn't pan out as well. Um, Caleb Swanigan is still up in the air. We don't know what he'll be. Right. And then, um, and then maybe Isaac Haas gets drafted. Uh, and then I could definitely see Edwards um, being legit. Uh, just like um, whether whether he's like a starter or a backup. I mean, when you can do stuff like that, you can. Uh, you can typically play in the NBA um, and you can score, even if you can't really play the best defense. Absolutely. But he can. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Purdue with a 30 win season, I know that doesn't amount to much when you don't get to the lead eight, but they had a lot of promise. It is sad to see this end before the final eight. 30 and 7, the Raiders, Red Raiders now 27 and 9. Need a place to watch the game? Try out Pottery Barn. Comfy couches, footstools, and plenty of end tables for wings, nachos, and dooskies. Warning, TV's not included. May get kicked out after five minutes. Must get prior consent before using extension cords. Let's get rapid fire, Bow. Tonight we have two games on the docket. Loyola, Chicago, Kansas State. Followed by Florida State and Michigan. Loyola, Chicago, Kansas State. Who's going to win and why? Loyola. Chicago will ramble on because no one wants Kansas State to go to the final four, Jim. And because and because they um they're just a fun team. Uh Kansas State, no offense, you probably you're not that fun. <laughs> Loyola is. Um but I guess there is offense with my statement, so I'm I'm sorry about that, Kansas State. But um uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, ramble on. They're more. They're more exciting. Uh, they're a fun Cinderella. Uh, Sister Jean is a uh, is a phenomenon. They are as well, and um, and we just like the way they play. Like you said, their chemistry. Uh, I'm expecting another dagger near the end. So uh, especially because I do think Kansas State since they do play slower, uh, their defense will play well. So we'll, we'll go with like a, like a 65, like 61 type of a game, uh, for, for that. Got it. The nightcap, yeah. Florida state, Michigan, Florida state, Michigan. Um, uh, I like the athleticism of Florida State, but I, I know all of you probably know by now who I want to win this game <laughs> because the only vaccine to this disease is uh, Michigan at this point. They're the only one left. Um, so let's go U of M. They're good at defense this year. Um, Bash would be proud of me for saying this, but uh, Ken Palm's de- defensive um Adjusted defense shows Michigan being really good, and uh, their offenses, uh, as we saw last game, can just tear you apart. So, uh, I think that they would they, that they will win this game. Um, I'm gonna say like 
let's do like an 82 to 71 game. Michigan. 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 Michigan all, all the way to the to the uh the championship. Got it. <laughs> Loyola Kansas State game is in Atlanta, Florida State, Michigan in LA. Then Sunday Tomorrow's games, Bow. We got a 2:20 p.m. Eastern start. Texas Tech, Villanova, in Boston. What do you like? Yep. Who are you taking? Um, I mean, no, no, no surprise here. I'm gonna go with Villanova. Uh, Jay Wright is um, a solid coach. You. You just have more offensive power here. I mean, they're they're number one in offense in the nation. Um, they're number one in Ken Palm. They're they're good at defense. They're deep. Uh, the, yeah, I just Texas Tech's defense is great. Their offense, I don't think, um, will keep up with a Villanova. Something similar to West Virginia Villanova game. So we'll say like an 85 76 game, um, just where Jalen Brunson will be the one who controls the pace the whole time. Um, and yeah, and then McCall Bridges offense, offensively can. It's just such a hard matchup with that 7-2 wingspan. So, yeah, I would say Villanova marches on. Villanova over Texas Tech from Bow. And then final game of the Elite Eight, 5-0-5, Eastern start. A big one here. I know you're already salivating thinking about it when you knew the matchup was in store after Duke and Kansas win yesterday. Duke, Kansas in Omaha, Nebraska. 29-7 Twenty-nine and seven Duke, thirty and seven Kansas. Whoo! Uh, what do you like? What are you thinking? Um, I I really like this game. Um, my the the depth of the way that Kansas plays and the depth of their bigs uh, scare me because they usually only play one at a time. They have three that they usually can play. Um. But uh, foul trouble. Uh, what's the guy's name again? <laughs> the center. Azubuke. Uh, for Kansas. Yeah, Azubuke. Azubuke. Uh, he just is, he gets in so much foul trouble. And then when it gets past him, Susa and uh, Lightfoot are just not going to be big enough to handle Bolden, handle Carter, and handle Bagley. Um so that scares me a little bit, but the guard play of Kansas, uh, really good, They're super deep. Uh, but if Graham is out, Malik Newman is going to have to step up. And um, yeah, if if the fouls just uh, just get on Graham like last last game, I don't think Kansas will be able to recover. Uh, Duke is Duke is the only team since Michigan State lost, and their Michigan State lost bumped them from this uh, statement as well. Duke is the only team now who is top 10 in offense and defense by Ken Palm. So I just just think that they're so balanced. They're so talented. This is just like Grayson Allen's freshman year where they just have way too much NBA talent and are coached by too good of a coach to, um, to I think, let this one slip away, and I think they move on. So we'll say uh, 76 to uh, 68. Book it. Book it. Before we go, I did chat with K-Bow during the first round conversation kind of got lost in the jumble of all the other pot stuff we were doing for the tournament earlier in rounds one and two but i did get some excerpts from that conversation 
as you know, K-Bow lives out in Arizona, so I wanted to get his take and let him rant a little bit about the Arizona Wildcats losing to Buffalo in round one. So here is a lively bow giving us a perspective from the state of Arizona after Arizona's round one loss to Buffalo. Sean Miller is yet again a disappointment in the tournament. Jim, okay, three NBA players can't deal with what should be like maybe like D2 stars, D1 athletes, but you got to be kidding me. You can't you can't set up a play that opens up DeAndre Ayton in the post at all. Like there's there's no answer at all for this three-point barrage. You can't play like a new style of defense. There there's nothing new that you can throw at these guys and you just give up. I I don't I don't get it, especially after that Sean Miller's speech like what in the world he's talking about how he's here he's not leaving well too bad you're not gonna have a choice sean miller how much you're out the door how much is he sweating right now um enough where i think i think his his shirt is clear yeah i don't think you can see the white anymore i think um yeah he is he is in his glory shirtless because the the shirt just sweat into disintegration bow continues again this was recorded on march 16th the day after arizona fell to buffalo two two times in the past three years they've lost in the first round they, they are for sure a top four most inconsistent team under sean miller to to ever be in an NCAA tournament. I I really don't get it. I mean, at least, at least like the Miami Loyola Chicago in the Ken Palm rankings, they were like within like four or five seeds of each other, even though the committee didn't have it that way. Like at least that was more like a true eight, nine game than freaking Arizona Buffalo, which should be more like a two 13 game. Like, people were advocating so much for Arizona. I even remember Jay Billis saying it was outrageous. Uh, Vitel thought there was multiple outrageous things, including that. Like, I just, I don't get how a team that everyone was pissed about and said was the, was the key person to be misseated sucks so much. <laughs> I don't get it. They just they like they couldn't even do like a pin down yeah. to get DeAndre Ayton in the post. I don't know. It's bizarre. That final score should have been flipped around in favor of Arizona, honestly. Yeah, and I mean even like Wichita State like they only lost by 6. Yep. Like it was actually competitive. And like Marshall is actually a good team. No, like nothing against Buffalo. I Marshall's a better team than you, but I yeah I I I just I just don't know. There was like a Ringer article that came out about DeAndre Ayton's biggest weakness that was exposed by Buffalo. UCLA couldn't expose it. USC couldn't expose it, but Buffalo could expose it. Apparently, he can't guard anyone, and so they just ran it at him every single time. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. That's just, that's crazy. Finally, Bao preaches his disdain for four seeds. Also, find us on iTunes now. Here goes nothing. Search for it. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, spread the word. I hate four seeds. Absolutely hate them. Are you kidding me? Is is there something wrong with who the committee? I, I don't know, but how come... Something that in the history of the NCAA, since the 64 teams have been introduced, they have a 79% winning uh, winning history. And now they're trying to make it 0%. Yeah. They barely got away with it. Auburn, yeah, they had the foul go the wrong way to foul their own guy out in that 37 seconds. 
but they also and so i guess it's neutralized by the fact that they they actually did foul the guy on the three who could have tied it at the free throw line mm-hmm. but man that is just pathetic why is it even a game Butler wins by 17 over Arkansas. You have a Butler t-shirt that you love to wear. I think you still wear it. So you had to be I happy. do still wear it. My, my wife tries to make me throw it away because it has holes in it, but I, I refuse. <laughs> the tattered Butler I, Bulldog shirt has to remain in the rotation for you, Bob. I, I bleed Brad Stevens, Jim. I bleed him. <laughs>